Welcome everyone to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast and review a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you real talk about some real movies. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm Sean Bowlby, uh, here with my brother, Brandon Bowlby. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Um, today we're going to be talking about the new uh, prequel to the hit television series, uh, The Sopranos. It's called uh, The Many Saints of Newark. Um, yeah, a, a prequel movie to this show that is one of the most highly regarded television series of all time. Um, and Maybe coming up around 15 years old now? Yeah, I guess that's true. When did it? Um... A prequel nobody asked for, uh-huh. but has some interesting reasons to exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get into we'll get into that side of things uh, in the featured review. Um, but yeah, we, let's. I kind of wanted to talk about the Sopranos. Um, it's a. It's one Boy, of the start. one of the greats. It's um, you know. <clears throat> It's uh, was, um, you know, kind of early HBO and it was HBO's one of HBO's first big hits, I think. Uh, you know, yeah, I think sec- it's it's maybe like their yeah, second or third. There was Oz. Yeah. There sex, was sex in the City and the there's The Sopranos mm-hmm. 1999. So that's that's early in this kind of high quality television dramas. Yeah, definitely. And they were, you know one of the first to really break out of that, the mold of, um, of the network television series, you know, that, that, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the dramas, which were pretty repetitive in, in the nineties and and onward that, you know, you got your, you had your X files is, and you had your twin peaks is, and there were some, there was Mm -hmm. some good stuff, but it, it, um, HBO was really the network, the, the cable network that was, um, delivering on some really interesting premium content back then, content. yeah, premium content. Um, you know, I, also... I still think you're seeing um, you're seeing like waves of it just with like streaming media mm-hmm. and Netflix and Hulu and yeah, um, definitely. Like it, it kind of spawned from HBO, you know, spinning up a new network. Yeah, uh, even like AM... high quality televisions. Yeah, high quality television that could compete with the network television. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yeah, you also saw it with like AMC in the mid to late two thousands with like Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and um, Walking Dead and and some other really popular TV shows at the time. Um, but yeah, it kind of started with uh, HBO and one of the most more popular ones, The Sopranos. Um, but yeah, so what? Um, when did you get into the show? The show. The show uh originally aired let me let me see can i find this really quick um aired in 1999 ni- yeah started in 1999 um i was certainly ended late in 07 the, yeah i was certainly late to the party but when did you mm. get into the show and and how did you get into the show no i was um i was late to the party as well i did not watch the sopranos until i moved to new york city wow there's a handful of like new shows york, i watched not alone newark. in my new york not Newark, New yes. York. There's a handful of shows I watched alone in my apartment when I first moved here. Sopranos, I think, was literally the first one that I went through. Wow. 
Mm -hmm. So I was late for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like 2012 or 13 or whenever I moved here. Yeah, I think that is trying. I'm trying to think. Uh, that's probably earlier than me. Um, I was probably mid teens, um, not okay. too many years ago, um, that I got into it. I'm trying to even remember where I was living at the time. Um, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> and yeah, I kind of uh, got into it. You know, Nick has always been talking about um, mm -hmm. the show. It's one of Nick's favorites. It's I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure if he would put it at that number one slot, but he is very into the show. Um, but yeah, let's let's uh, we got some we got some questions here um, that we were going to talk about. Uh, <clears throat> and let's start out with what's who's your favorite character, Brandon, from The Sopranos? Always said it's Carmela. I I think and a lot of it is just she might be the best actor on mm -hmm. the series, uh, and they she she goes through a lot and all her full range of emotions on display. Also, I just like how smart and intelligent and witty and quick she can snap back. Uh, yeah, uh, she's she's an awesome character. Definitely, um, that would probably be who I would pick. But I'm gonna pick. Oh some, really? Okay. Yeah, honestly, I mean. She, I, I mean, obviously, it's centered around Tony Soprano. He's obviously the most complex character in the show, and he's an easy, easy pick. It's it is one of the shows that, uh, um, you know, it, you could very much like the main character is probably the most interesting character. Um, but I would also like, um, for me, the the. Um, uh, the therapist too. It, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, because you picked Carmela, I'll go with uh, the therapist. Um, uh, Jennifer uh, Melfi. <laughs> um, she, yeah, she. I mean, I think she is the, uh, you know, the core of the whole show. She's the one who's asking the thematic questions of the show, and she is the one, um, you know, there face to face with Tony, confronting him and. Uh, you know, to me, the, the, the central question of the show is, it, you know, is Tony a good person? Is he a good person who has had a hard life, um, who's been kind of forced into into a life that has made him make certain decisions? Or is he just a a narcissistic, um, uh, you know, Horrible, Mafia crime boss. Yeah, horrible human being. And um, I think that, you know, their interactions, Tony Soprano's and her inter interactions are, you know, easily some of the most interesting stuff ever put on television. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, so <clears throat> definitely have to give that, give her a shout out too. Um, and obviously yeah, James Gandolfini, you, you said uh, Carmela um, is... Uh, what is the best actress i i mean james gandolfini is uh you know he's truly incredible um yeah but nurse jackie but yeah, yeah we nurse can't jackie. we can't short him. uh eddie falco is uh is the actress carmel who plays carmela soprano and okay. yeah i mean but yeah james gandolfini is it's a truly amazing performance um by him um, yeah. So what is your favorite, do you have a favorite season 
I I do. I am okay. So Nick sent this list of like every episode ranked of Sopranos, and while I think they had a good mixture, um, I did see them skew like season one and two very heavily. I'm kind of opposite. Um, I think the show in a lot of ways gets better. I don't Um, know if that's just because like it gets cleaner and its budget gets um, larger, but I think the show also kind of gets deeper as it goes and the writing also um gets stronger so i i i just think i've seen it once and i think season six is might be the best season um yeah i actually completely agree i think i would legitimately say um every season gets better than the last uh i'm glad you agree yeah i I, I think people like literally my ranking is number one is six five four three two one um, and that, that very well could just be my, um, how I was enjoying the show or how I was watching the show. Um, because I, from what I remember it, it took me, you know, a, a long, I, I didn't just like binge watch the show. It took me a while to watch it. And as I watched the show, I just progressively each season got more and more invested, more and more interested in the characters 100%. and what was going on. And, um, yeah, because, I mean, really the show isn't like a lot of shows nowadays in that it's it doesn't really have big overarching storylines that are playing out over the course of seasons. Um, it's a lot more, and it's not even necessarily episodic either. No, um, it's so much it's, less structured yeah, than it, it really even things we get now. Yeah, it definitely, it doesn't have much structure and it... Um, um yeah so it's it's not like other shows where you can clearly break up the seasons and uh mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's definitely uh because of that your investment in the characters is what really for me like and and by the time you get to the sixth season the the investment in the characters and uh the understanding of the world uh is what really brought you know, got me. Yeah. Um, I guess you're, you're saying you're not um, sure if it's just by actual quality increase or yeah. maybe just quantity increase yeah. and you have no yeah. choice, but to say season six. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What uh, do you have? Do you have a favorite episode? There's so many, so many great episodes. Do you have a favorite? It's, episode? it's hard. So, I mean, like the, the classic long-term parking, um, you know, two thirds of the way through season four, uh, is kind of the famous episode, which I have seen a few, couple times now. Um, for some reason, I, don't know. I haven't seen the whole show, but I've seen that episode a couple times. That that uh, that episode is remarkable and probably the best. Um, but when we talked about this earlier, the episode that I wanted to highlight that always stood out in my head was it's called Kenny and Hi- Kennedy and Hyde, hmm. uh, and it's in season six B, midway through. Um, when Tony Soprano kind of escapes to go to Las Vegas um, mm. and kind of has mm. his this like solo adventure. Right. And it's like, it's a really, it's a really like beautiful episode with an incredible ending. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, that episode always just stood out to me. It's just that like I said, season six is the m- most quality and that episode really highlighted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um that is an incredible episode. Uh, mm. I think for me, I got to say, 
Um, I, the the episode that um, oh god, I just I just had it up. You know, I'm I have to admit I'm not like super familiar, and I'm not I'm a little unprepared for this part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the uh, episode that really for me really put on display how incredible the show was. It was like the first episode that, you know, just, just absolutely blew me away. Um, Mm -hmm. is, uh, was the episode employee of the month in season three. Um, and yeah, I looked at, if, uh, if you season three, yeah, season three, you're really stressing the absolutely blew you away. Yeah, absolutely. You already, obviously you liked the show. Yeah. Yeah. Love the show. Um, but like really under, this was the episode that really made me understand that the show was operating, um, on another level than what I was really viewing it as. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, in, in the way that episode ends, in the whole, it, it, because it also, it kind of in a lot of ways switches perspective um, and becomes about the therapist for an episode. Um, and yeah. it kind of follows her struggle. One of your favorite out, characters. Out, yeah, yeah, definitely. Outside of Tony Soprano. And, and it's just really an incredible episode. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I guess those are our thoughts on The Sopranos. Do you have any other, like, uh, you know, big, big picture thoughts on it or? I don't know. It's it's one of the all time greats. There are few shows that are that you could say are better. Very few. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, me and you are wire wire fans over Sopranos, but um, who's comparing? Like, I think, I think even though this show started in 1999, um, if you want to know like the history of how we got to where we are now in the grand scheme of television. Mm-hmm. And you you need to see The Sopranos. It will not disappoint you. Yep. And it holds up. It is absolutely quality filmmaking. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I guess my last question about The Sopranos is uh, I have to give a bit of a spoiler alert because probably the most controversial thing about The Sopranos and maybe even the thing that if you don't know anything else about is that the ending is very, you know, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about the ending. Um, it kind of, it ends very abruptly and the way that it ended the show for some people, it rubbed in the wrong way and, and they, um, walked away with a bad taste in their mouth for other people. They thought it was absolutely genius. So if you, if you, um, haven't seen the show, um, maybe take a jump forward three minutes and, uh, this is a bit of a spoiler alert. I don't, the ending doesn't really spoil any plot points but um yeah yeah so jump ahead a couple minutes so yeah what are you what's your take on the ending it's funny because like i remember when it like in 2007 when i was not watching sopranos when this ending happened yeah and you know the the world saw the episode around me and i it instantly came through the grapevine pre-social media and everyone was talking about it. It was like, it was written about, it was talked about. And so it's just kind of crazy how big in the zeitgeist that that ending hit. And I mean, like that alone, like is, is credit where credits do, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you can do that. You can make someone love or hate something um, and be polarizing. Um, that's, that's already 
that's already pretty special. I think I think it's incredible, not just because because um, it says so much without saying so little and that kind of stuff. I, I think it's incredible because it was so perfectly done. Mm -hmm. The idea was executed, not just what the idea is, but they executed that idea remarkably well with the editing, the shots, him going to the bathroom, the moment it cuts is be perfect. Like you couldn't literally yeah. think of a better frame mm -hmm. or like song lyric. Uh -huh. I don't know. It's just like the execution Absolutely. on this crazy idea. Yeah. Is perfect. You can't say they didn't know what they were doing. You love it or yeah. hate it. You can't say that they didn't know exactly what they were trying to do with it. Yeah. And that they, um, they didn't execute it exactly how they wanted it to be executed. Mm -hmm. um, do you, do you uh, do you want to talk about what you think happened at the end? Um, oh, well, why don't it I... doesn't matter what happened. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, I think so. I my initial viewing of it is different from what I what I think it is now after kind of exploring what other people thought of it. Um, mm -hmm. Initially, I kind of thought it was just my my take on it was that it's just this is now tony's life he is going to continue on um paranoid and a you know kind of broken person and he's going yeah. to always have to be living his life looking over his shoulder um and the paranoia of that is kind of how that play how that scene is playing out um, right i now i am fully on the side of those that was the last moments of his life and mm -hmm. um i think there are some some brilliant like i don't know if they were pieces that were intentionally planted early in the show or earlier in the show or if they just utilized certain ideas that were explored earlier earlier um but it's it's uh the the way that the the scene was shot and put together kind of yeah i've i've been convinced that that was the intention behind it uh, yeah what do, what do i mean i feel like i don't i don't need to recap it because like yeah. you you gave the two opposing sides and mm -hmm. i think the first one is the obvious one you know the appending doom for mm -hmm. the rest of his life the paranoia um but uh it, it also works as a as just a beautiful ending just in a diner to this storyline mm -hmm. and we don't need to see we don't need to actually see the next five seconds mm -hmm. and that's it yeah. So, I don't know. Both ways works. I'm not convinced one or the other, but I don't know, you describe them well. Yeah. Maybe I'll show you. I, for, I forget what the video was. It may have been, I think it was yeah. Cinefix or something that really breaks it down. Um, That's cool. Maybe I'll, maybe yeah, I'll I link see that. Actually. Maybe I'll link that in the, in the, uh, the uh, doobly do. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you guys can watch it and see what you see, what you guys think. Um, but yeah, well, you know we've kind of been going on about sopranos a bit uh a bit long so let's let's jump into our featured review more of, sopranos yeah more sopranos um that no one asked for but uh we'll talk about that later um uh -huh. the many saints of newark is uh the new prequel it's a prequel to uh the sopranos um it's directed by alan taylor who was a very prominent director in the series the sopranos yep. um you think he directed maybe 13 episodes um, yeah, throughout the show? Yeah, probably the most prominent reoccurring. Yeah, yep. I think he's like second or third most prominent director. Um, it was written by David Chase, who 
you know, was one of the creators of the show and uh, the creator. Of, uh, yeah, one or of the, I think there were two, one yeah, of the creators. Yeah, one of the creators. But he's the prominent one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, yeah, probably the most. I guess I didn't look this up specifically. I think he is the most prominent writer of the show as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he directed a lot of yeah. uh, episodes as well. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, if you're gonna have a team to to direct or to make a prequel, that's the team that you would pick. Um, yeah, they produced it too. It's yeah. it's the whole crew. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can talk about you know the cash grab who you know did HBO bring it to them? Did they bring it to HBO? But um, if you want a prequel or sequel, this is this is the crew to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the plot description is uh, a look at the formative years of New Jersey gangster Tony Soprano, who is growing up in one of the most tumultuous eras of Newark history, becoming a man just uh, becoming a man just as rival gangs start to rise up and challenge the all-powerful Demio uh, family, crime family. Um, it's starring uh, Alessandro Nivola um, as uh, Dickie Moltisanti, um, the kind of the main character of the show, uh, the, the more featured character of the show. Um, Leslie uh, Autumn Jr., Harold... Uh, it plays uh, Harold McBriar, um, kind of one of the rival gangs that is rising up um, against the the family. Uh, this is this actor actually also played Aaron Burr in in uh, uh, Hamilton. That was was kind of yeah. interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. John uh, Bernthal played Johnny Soprano, uh, Tony Soprano's father. Um, Carrie Stoll or sorry, Corey Stoll played Junior Soprano, um, the, his uncle, who's you know one of the prominent characters in The Sopranos, uh, mm-hmm. and Michael Gandolfini, the big, the big uh, kind of um, news story of this mo- of this movie is that James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini, plays uh, younger Tony Soprano, kind of a That's... a teenage Tony Soprano. That's um, which is pretty crazy. Cool. That's uh, cool and crazy. Yeah, definitely. That they, um, yeah, that they put that together and they made yeah. it work. Yeah. Again, like it, the, you know, if you were going to have a, a, you know, pick your dream team yeah, to make like, this movie, um, this is it. And then imagine, also like, imagine being his, like being his son yeah. and going through that and getting this opportunity and accepting it to play your dad. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I kind of a lot of me thinks, and I'm sure we could have read more of this. That maybe this is the, some of the basis of this film is that they mm-hmm. they wanted to do this, or and yeah. they they probably went to him first, yeah, and before doing anything else. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did he has he done anything else? Does he have um, many? Uh, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I, I haven't uh, heard of him in anything else. Um, the last one is uh, Ray Liotta uh, was uh, in this movie. Uh, twice twice um uh, playing twin brothers in this movie uh he plays uh sally multisante um this movie is uh available in theaters and hbo max did you where did you see it brandon i saw it on hbo max yeah me too um really wish i could have made it out to theaters but it actually wasn't playing in the the closest theater to me um so i yeah I was kind of uh, pressed for time, so I had to 
had to watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. But I had my headphones on. I was close to the screen. Yeah. It was loud. It's like being in yeah. theater. So yeah, I guess right off the bat, what I wanna what I wanted to talk about is uh, that this movie is not so it's a prequel, but it's not the kind of prequel that you would want to watch before you see the series. You know, um, if if you were th- I on one hand it uh it has quite a few pretty major plot spoilers for the sopranos um pretty much right off the bat in the show um and on at the same time it's also not really i don't think this is a super enjoyable show without having seen the sopranos i think a a big part of the enjoyment of the movie uh comes from seeing the characters and really just kind of adding context to Tony Soprano's life. Um, Mm -hmm. But it really, in a lot of ways, isn't enough to, in my opinion, hold its own. um, I I agree with that. Yeah. For, you know, standalone as its own movie. Um, So I highly recommend. It's not like when uh, me and you went to the theaters to see Firefly or Serenity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good example. Full blown movie, though it adds a lot. But like we started there and it Mm -hmm. it still can be a good movie on its own. Yeah, definitely. Um, Or like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of other prequels that do the same thing. Like, I don't know, Good, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But um, anyways, so, yeah, it's definitely not not a prequel that you would want to start with. Um, And uh, but at the same time, you know, this it is an interesting movie with what they choose to how they choose to make this um, or, or, or what they choose to make the movie about. And, you know, this was actually I missed this because I kind of intentionally avoided any kind of uh, advertisements or um uh trailers or anything but the mo- the actual poster for this movie is uh it, it's it's it says who made tony soprano and i i think if you if i had known um if i had been more aware of what the movie actually was i may have actually enjoyed it a little bit more throughout mm. um because it's it's i was half expecting a more typical um prequel sequel type thing where they especially Uh prequel where you um it's it's just kind of going over um i I don't know rehashing the main character of the the original property and this movie very much is not about tony soprano um he is kind of the the emotional um and thematic core of the movie but he is very much not a main character he's kind of a side character throughout the, the movie yeah um and it's really about the uh main character uh his favorite uncle yeah his favorite uncle dicky multisanti um christopher multisanti's father um if you've seen the uh show and um kind of his life and um his kind of coming up in the family and um yeah kind of the struggles that he went through and really exploring who he was as a person and how he has a as a person influenced who tony soprano would become um it's a good idea it it is it's a really interesting idea and i think it because of that it avoids a lot of 
prequel missteps. It's not answering questions that no one was asking. It's, you know, like, it's not, um, it, it keeps it interesting because you're not rehashing things that you already know from the original property. Um, and it, it, um, and because of that, I think it, in a lot of ways, it just, it, it makes it an interesting experience, but at the same time, it, um, perhaps also is a, a bit of a downside because it, it isn't really exploring the Sopran. It's not, it's not directly adding to the Sopranos and, and very much, I mean, a, most of, if not, um, a lot of what happens in this movie has virtually no effect on Tony Soprano um, because Tony Soprano isn't even aware of almost everything that is going on in this movie. Um, it's an interesting pers- it's an interesting plot to base this around. And I, I like what you're saying about um, th- this allows it to be more unique, focusing mm-hmm. on the favorite uncle, what influenced Tony Soprano. But I, I feel like the percentage split between the storylines wasn't very nailed down very well because I too didn't watch any trailers and didn't know what I was going to be watching. But I feel like we, we maybe didn't get enough of anything Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, I don't think, and like it kind of didn't make me wish I had gotten more of Tony Soprano because by the end it made me think I needed to feel more for him. Um, And and we're dealing with this like such a large family and side plots and um, side characters and hustles and different people like killing different people and I don't there even with the the I'm forgetting names the the uncle main character Junior um, or or um, or the main character uh, uh, the main character yeah um, I feel like things were short shrifted kind of all over the place um, you know his mistress his wife. Um, yeah, the different different things. I didn't think got enough attention because maybe the movie was about too many different people and too many mm-hmm. different things. Yeah, his father in just two hours. and I mean, there's yeah that that it, I mean that's definitely the thing. There's so many different stories happening simultaneously. There's like the whole there's there's some stuff going on with Tony Soprano. There's or, or even like pretty subtle things going on with Soprano. and the uncle's uncle. In yeah. the prison cell. Yeah, there and then there's yeah, there's the story of the wife and um his his uh girlfriend, um the main character's girlfriend. Um and then his, his, his father, brother going to prison. His father and his brother going yeah, there's like so many stories. And then uh, at the same time there's there's the uh Harold McBride or or, or McBriar story of the um Yeah, which is I guess huge. The, the yeah, it, which is a huge part of the story which largely doesn't really play out to a conclusion in at all i I mean yeah pretty much at all because it doesn't come full circle yeah and uh doesn't come well this is getting into spoilers let's let's touch back upon that in spoilers definitely um Um, and then and yeah and then and then uh junior soprano as well and then then johnny soprano who is like off in prison and oh that's that's who you're yeah johnny soprano the father uh was off at prison and then he comes back and anyways yeah we're, we are kind of getting into spoilers I, um, but, but and then we have christopher narrating it yeah for which some is, reason which i have to say that opening shot was incredible 
uh-huh yeah the going through, near death of focus tombstones and yeah. just other people speaking yeah yeah and yeah, like going like through all these dead people and them just kind of almost was it them narrating their own story mm-hmm. yeah different and pieces then, of their lives like and then it we get to christopher's and yeah, he's and narrating moves on story. To, yeah christopher and he starts narrating his own story that was that like gave me chills it's giving me goosebumps mm-hmm. right now that is such a brilliant way yeah. to um, the shot looked amazing too yeah yeah absolutely uh such the, a brilliant the actually i mean let's to... say that the whole movie looked really absolutely, good um yes. this had a really high production value mm-hmm. cinematographer's clean it being a period piece is always hard i think they nailed yeah. a lot of it um Completely obviously it's still just an hbo show but it had a pretty high like... budget i think it had a budget of like 50 million dollars okay yeah it, i mean which looked, is it looked for, really good for a yeah i mean a, just a drama with, with a you know mostly dialogue drama um that's a that's a reasonably high budget and mm-hmm. um it, it definitely looks like it um and it's not like the soprano series while having a great budget didn't have much like visual a ton of visual flourish on top of it it was kind of delivered i mean it started out and to you it started out being shot on in three by four aspect ratio so oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, uh, um so yeah like this movie as well doesn't have a crazy amount of visual flourish but um it's there there was a few highlights like you're saying that opening at the mm-hmm. cemetery i you and know, on the I'll do, I'll, big dramatic scene on the beach I actually, some stuff looked really i thought there. the entire movie looked incredible um I will definitely say that it, uh, the colors, it, yeah, the, the sets colors, is very the, believable. It was, yeah. The, the, the kind of shadows and the, the, um, playing with blacks and a lot of it was very heavily, um, backlit, um, you know, desaturated. It, yeah. I, I thought it looked really good. Um, and mm-hmm. on top of that, it had some really incredible standout scenes and shots and, and looks throughout the movie. Um, like the beach, the the beach scene. I'm not gonna yeah. say what that scene was, but that that scene in the ocean looked absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, there there was a few of those really great scenes that looked good. Um, but yeah, I think, I think another thing that they may, I this this show or this movie, I think to me felt like just two episodes of a TV show mm. that were just in a season of the Sopranos. Like you, you said, like some of the things and the, the overall consequence of it wasn't so grand. And I think that's kind of a misstep because it kind of has the feeling of just like two middle meandering episodes of the, mm. of the Sopranos. True. Like, like separated and, by, you know, in two different seasons. Yeah. Um, because and it didn't gap. have this like this is the moment we need to show you because it's crazy and it's huge and massive it like yeah it, it felt it felt a little soft mm-hmm. to me yeah the the plots and the the storyline that we were seeing mm-hmm. yeah um did you feel that yeah i i totally agree uh it, it was a bit meandery it was a bit like uh, it was pretty unfocused, um, you know. Maybe on emotions weren't too high. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, may, I I want to think that on some level um, there is a, a deeper meaning at work here um, with what they were trying to do because 
you know, I think the concept was was really smart. Um, and I kind of I want to give, um, you know, kind of put faith in that team, the team uh, on that writer who has probably a better understanding of the show than anyone on the planet does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I asked myself, what was he trying to show us about Tony Soprano or about the world of the Sopranos? And, uh, I, I think there's evidence of, of kind of a deeper meaning, but, um, yeah. Should we go into spoilers? Maybe we should go into spoilers and, and talk about some of that stuff a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about some more details of the writing. Yeah, so I think we're both on the same page. Uh, interesting. There's I a lot it. to it. Yeah, I enjoyed it as Just well. Just to be a fan of the series. But especially if you haven't seen the series, don't run out and see it. Uh, definitely watch the show first. Um, and this might be kind of a cherry on top um, mm-hmm. for you. Um, but also don't expect anything grandiose. Um, so yeah, let's jump into spoilers. So, uh, spoilers, spoilers. What do you, what do you think the deeper meaning was or, or say what you were about to say? Uh, You do the deeper meaning. That's what you like to do. I will do some highlights scenes that I just thought you were talking about the writing and you're saying I have to, I feel like, um, this writer knew what he was doing. There was some there's some moments that I was just like, this is, this is really well done. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really liked the, I forget the name, the like head of the entire family that this is kind of like a backstory line to him taking over. Uh, Dickie Moltisanti um, or Dickie, the, the bald guy. Oh, the bald guy with the glasses. Um, it was uh, yeah. jun- junior soprano. Who's junior. Yes. Who's, junior uh, soprano. Yeah. He's, he's the, yeah. The uncle. It's kind of like this whole movie series. more than anything is just kind of like, a tertiary plot of him taking over the family on yeah. the highest level. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think it's kind of cleverly, cleverly just hidden there. Uh-huh. Um, and I really liked that. And I, good or good or bad. I mean, like our whole side plot um, throughout the whole movie. And you think it's going to like come to this huge clash at the end, but really it's um, this junior soprano who ends our main character's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of tossing a lot of the other stuff aside mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah, I mean particular uh, the main like the main conflict of the the show with Harold Mc, uh McBriar's you know conflict you, you when he died I was positive that it, that that uh he was the one who killed him. Um but then it yeah. turns out yeah that it's it was Junior who <laughs> who just who who is just a stop at him because he laughed at Junior for falling on some stairs, for slipping yeah. on some stairs. The comments about his wife, which, it, you know, there's like three yeah. things that happened throughout the movie. Which actually, and, uh, f- you know, coming looking at that character from the show, that actually totally makes sense. Junior is, in the series is an extremely petty. Um, yeah, petty is the word. Yeah, petty, petty person who, um, yeah, pulls it, this kind of stuff it, throughout the series. It's very HBO writing. Mm-hmm. Um and I even like have flashes of like Game of Thrones and like the Red Wedding. Like it's just matter of fact. This is what happens. Mm-hmm. The storyline and the grander characters don't care how this person died. It actually happened this way. Yeah. Um, this is just how so, he died. This is how the character died. What do you? Yeah, it's petty as fuck. What do you? And want? we've been watching all this other stuff happen that's yeah. way bigger. But 
Yeah, definitely. And like they um they definitely don't hold your hand in this movie. Um you need to just you just have to pay attention and follow along. Um one example uh I kind of uh missed that Dickie Moltisanti was still married or it, like it kind of I forgot about it that he was still married to his his wife but, throughout right. the sh- the the movie and no I got that yeah I mean I there's one thing that confused me though is when he was going to the like baseball game with his nephew and his mistress like that was so public in the oh, car I'm trying to think that they... oh right Dicky Moltisanti's the main character right yes. Okay, yeah, remember he was in the car, like with the roof down and the kids in the back, and he slaps one of them, and he right with his with his girlfriend with his mistress. True, I don't know. Um, that was the one time where I was like, "This is super public. How yeah. does he keep this under wraps? Maybe well, he doesn't really have I guess, to." I guess a... I don't know. Maybe that that is that is the the kid's grand grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess, he's yeah. Is just, that just he's, he's just like taking... time to take grandma out to baseball game? We can all just hang out and yeah. right in that scene when they're in the car together, they didn't do anything like yeah, too flirty. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm it. trying to okay. think like how how long maybe were they married? Um, right. So probably. so yeah, his dad. You know, he kills his dad, and then he probably okay. Yeah, we're coming up with all the story, yeah, but I get what you're saying, yeah. like. He's like, we're going to put you up in a house. We need to take care of her. The family has to take care of her. Yeah. And so they go out to a very baseball family game. Okay. oriented thing. I guess. Okay. Sure. Sure. Maybe it, maybe, good. maybe it, it makes really, sense. And that's another right. thing. Like it does the show, the movie doesn't hold your hand. And that's like, what you know, HBO, they're not going to hold your, hand. hold your hand. It's, this is just a scene. If you don't get it, then that's your problem. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you have to figure it out for yourself. Um, they're not going to waste their time and the audience's time to explain why it's okay that she's in the car with the kids. Um, but yeah, um, so the movie definitely doesn't hold your hand. Uh, oh man, I was, I I really liked the, uh, I mean, a lot of these have to do with killing people, but I really liked the scene with him and him and his father, um, in the garage. Yeah. And how that escalated, yeah. you know, after earlier that evening, mm-hmm. beating his wife, him finding out. And he didn't sit in that car with the intention to kill him, but he egged him on in this really particular way. And we hear about his like childhood trauma and mm-hmm. his feelings because he obviously did it to his own, his mother. You know, his dad did that to his mother too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And it just escalated in that car so, so well to the point where he like, it's kind of an accident, you know, right after he does it, he's just like, how, what, what the fuck have I done? Um, I don't yeah. know. There's just like so much anger and hatred. And that was and a great, in a really, that good was a really great performance too. Like after that, yeah. when he, he's not, he's shocked at what he did, but then like, you know, Tony shows up and, and he like yells at Tony and he's like kind of panicking, mm-hmm. but he's also like, yeah, that was a, that was pretty, a really interesting performance there. That's to um, like, the car crashing forward yeah. and the bird fly flapping yeah. around. It's just, yeah. It's so it's well written. Scene. So well written. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then like 
the, the yeah the whole father story and how that like transitions into the brother the you know the uncle story i guess the um uh, that's that, was... that you're talking about the acting he's a very good actor yeah. he killed it in this movie ray liotta and, or um, the or the oh no the, the main, main character, character the yeah yeah absolutely um, yeah he's really good i for a bit i thought it, was, it looks like christian bale oh I don't know if you got like skinny Christian Bale, Bale vibes. Oh, um, and, you know, like the fighter type time frame. I don't know. But I just, I got a lot of vibes from that. But the, he had a great, solid performance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking over his filmography. He was in a few movies. You were never really here. Um, a Most Violent Year. Was he a main character in A Most Violent Year? Oh, it makes uh, sense. Another, I don't uh, know. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about one of the more interesting elements to this movie that I thought was, uh, his father, you know, his relationship with his father, Ray Liotta, and then, um, him killing Ray Liotta and then feeling the need to go to his father's brother who is in prison Mm -hmm. for, I I assume serving a life sentence in prison. Try to be a living life of a saint. Um, What's that? Try to live, be a, be more of a saint. Yeah, yeah. Um, and try to do good deeds to his father's brother for forgiveness, for who you know, some for some deeper meaning. Yeah. But I thought that was a such a a smart way to have like this moral um, moral center to the movie, where it, this... and I almost got the the vibes of he you know he's actually ha- he's sitting there having a conversation with either his his father or but almost more like having a conversation with like god you know uh, um which Just like I, this i'm going become out become this philosopher yeah. reading every day in prison yeah. just this wise man and and um, it's almost like he's he's sitting there justifying his behavior and trying to yeah. or not to, just trying to hide his behavior because one thing it's that, pretty out of context I, I wasn't sure what was the truth or not could he not have children i thought there was another scene where i saw him with a baby who uh, um the main, the main character. character yeah no he yeah. had that is christopher Moltisanti's father right so yes yeah, so he said it takes like I I like we can't have we can't have kids. It like takes a toll on me, and he um, like straight up lied to him. Was he talking about that. his girlfriend? I'm I, oh. I don't quite remember. Was he talking about his girlfriend? Um, I it remember? sounded like he was kind of changing the subject after he was grilling him about killing his father, hmm. and he was like, "What's?" And he was like, "Why? Well, what's maybe, wrong?" And I he guess was just like, maybe I can't they... bear children. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, I don't know what that was about. Um, he, did he at that point? Did he ever lead a blind ha- baseball league? Did I don't think that? so. Was that real? Right. I thought that was. I don't think so. Not either. real, and like that kind of, it, it's almost like that's kind of what I was saying. Like, it's a conversation with God, and and you. One interesting thing about gangster movies, you know, Godfather and Sopranos, is the relationship of like this horrible immoral crimes and violence um with the religious 
you know, kind of mixed in with the religious iconography and the religious um, ceremony and everything. Um, and how, you know, you can have these horrible, awful people, um, you know, in, it, you know, have a alternate kind of life where they are at least trying to be good Christian people, um, you know, very much a part of the church and, and, um, uh, and, you know, going through all the, the Catholic ceremonies and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like in that scene, I thought, I, I kind of felt like that, that in a lot of ways is, was that dynamic playing out where he is this really, you know, a violent, um, immoral person who is trying to trick his way into um, convincing Ray Liotta that he is a moral person um, yeah. and trying to do good deeds, but like almost yep. to make up for the bad things that he was doing. And so like right. him talking right. about the, um, the baseball league for blind kids um, and then trying to convince him that, uh, his, he can't have children. He can't have children. Him trying to convince Ray Liotta that he, yeah, that that he didn't kill his father and his um, girlfriend, or whatever mm -hmm. she was to him. Um, and at, at every point, Ray Liotta was just um, unpersuaded. He just unconvinced, and you could just see that he was. He could see right through him. And he was just yeah. like kind of probing to get to get him to look at himself in a, in a deeper and, way. And, and I, I think it really comes, were, yeah, yeah, comes full circle really well. I think it comes full circle circle really well to Tony Soprano. And the one time he then isn't lying and tries to do a good deed, and the one person he kind of cares for and loves, his nephew, he he tries to get him out. Or he tries to not um, get him to come into the family business mm -hmm. by ignoring him, and you know, and obviously he's torn up about it, and you kind of start seeing emotions for the first time when he has to leave him outside in the mm -hmm. like in the cold. Yeah, um, and I think again, I think it's brilliant writing. Um, there's just like all these there's these pockets of brilliant writing where the neck before before that comes to fruition, like anything comes of it. You know he dies and yeah. he's not able to like keep tony away mm -hmm. from the family business yeah. he's not able to send him off to college and have a good life like yeah um yeah so and, and the, uh he had the he died with the a bag of those um i don't know maybe anti-anxiety or, or the sleep medication for tony's mom um which also could have changed the trajectory of tony soprano because that of you know if you've seen the show right his yeah relationship she was like with his mom is a uh you know is the the whole kind of the whole thing of the show yeah. the whole thing about him going to therapy that's interesting because there's that final line at the funeral he's like he you know you never know he was a wacky like he was probably a nut job he got oh, caught yeah. with those those medications yeah and the, um, his tony's mom said that yeah but we're, I guess we're supposed to think that Tony, Tony's uncle would have enough influence that he could probably talk to the mom and get her to take him probably because yeah. people respect him a lot. So mm -hmm. 
you're right. If he, if one more day had gone by, mm -hmm. the amount of change that could have happened to Tony's mom and Tony could have been really positive. But mm -hmm. he, he got killed literally the wrong yeah. night. By, yeah, by Junior Soprano for a yeah. really petty reason. Um, good writing. Yeah. It's good ideas. Yeah, lots of good ideas. Again, and you know, talking about all these good ideas, we haven't even we haven't talked about kind of the main i guess plot line of the movie which is the the rival crime fam the the rival uh crime guy um yeah that's like maybe the most town. the most plot yes. that's spent is between is between those two characters yeah uh, which is interesting and like we said like i almost like kind of forgot to talk about it because it actually kind of doesn't go anywhere unfortunately yeah. and yeah, definitely it's kind of short shrifted by junior soprano's ending mm -hmm. and i don't know i think that's one of the most disappointing parts of the movie mm -hmm. is i don't know how it's connected to in-depthly and i don't know i don't know and and it, even like the last scene of the movie it's like not post credits but like the movie ends and then it shows one you know one more scene mm -hmm. of um of like that character I don't know, just thriving, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. But I don't, I don't know where this, but are you setting even... up for a sequel to this prequel? I don't like, I didn't get it. <laughs> um, I did actually read just today on Wikipedia that there was talk of, of a sequel, which I don't so know. That, if, okay. That's what that was. I don't know right. if it will, if they'll go into that. Um, the most but, that yeah. that applied to everything was the mistress and what even is that what's that character's name um the, that we're talking about the mitch or the main character is dickie multisanti no or no harold harold mcbriar yeah harold yeah. mcbriar him sleeping with the miss with our main character's mistress mm -hmm. leading to him killing yeah him his killing mistress the, i mean that's kind of maybe the biggest consequence of mm -hmm. this whole side or this whole yeah. main storyline. I yeah. guess. I mean, several people get killed in that, um, in that exchange, you know, but they're, but there's some of, they're kind yeah. of tertiary uh, characters. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Brandon, I, know. I think it was a, a little bit of a misstep. Yeah. We have gone long. <laughs> oh, shit. We kind of thought that this was going to be a shorter episode. Uh, and I, I, maybe I was kind of trying to pad some time early on and, and it turns out that, uh, <laughs> that we've ended up going long anyways. But um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Nope. Um, Actually, we covered a lot of good yeah, stuff. I think we did too. I, yeah, just like all around really good performances. Um, I think it was kind of fun to see some old characters, younger versions of other characters from the show too. Um, but yeah, um, I guess that's our thoughts. Kind of, A lot of interesting stuff, um, but ultimately not sure if it's, really stands on its own uh as a movie mm -hmm. um but yeah let's leave it at that <clears throat> um what do we have coming up next week uh james bond exciting bond james bond. i'm very excited no time to die tomorrow uh or something uh i think it's just no time to die yeah it's no time to die no tomorrow <laughs> no tomorrow to die for time no no time to die. I actually can't wait. I've been yeah, very excited to see this me movie. Me too. So. Definitely. Um, it looks really cool. 
and I think that's going to be me and you. Um, hopefully, Probably. yeah. Maybe I think Derek. Derek. Derek's in the middle of a big move right now, and um, he if he has time, I think he's going to try and either join us or or take one of the slots. But um, yeah, uh, that's the show. Um, go ahead and like and subscribe. Uh, follow us on uh, your favorite podcasting app, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. See you later. Bye. Bye.